This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Hey, how are you? Good morning. I don't think you would get lost coming here because I know you and Alice like to take drive. Absolutely. You know how to get everywhere. <laughs> and we put a pizza between us. <laughs> she says, maybe we shouldn't drive. Maybe you should park the car and so on. How you doing? I'm good. Okay. It has been uh, a, a challenging uh, 10, 11 days to say the least. Um, what have you learned from what happened and how prepared were you prepared as you want to be or can you even prepare for something like this? So it's definitely been a whirlwind after the uh, derecho that hit Springfield. And one of the things that I think we were talking about um, in a group in our management meeting because we met every day uh, was that when the hurricane, because it's a land hurricane is what they liken it to, when a hurricane's coming in, there are days of advance notice where the people who live in that community can either leave or go get water and food and stock up. And we didn't have that kind of uh, a warning in Springfield. So our citizens weren't prepared, a lot of them for several days up to a week without power, like you are in a hurricane um, with all the down power lines. So that's something that was kind of an interesting thing that we need to educate, I think, our citizens on is as our weather and patterns continue changing, we want to be prepared for those things even here, even though we don't live on the coast. So, How challenging is it for people? People don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, I don't have lights, but my neighbor across the street does have lights. Where are mine? Why are mine not on? It's the same circuit, whatever the case might be. What can you tell? Is there a system out there that you can spend tons of money, evidently people want, and put it on their ta- on their utility bill? Watch them scream then. <laughs> if we're going to upgrade a system to make it easier, if there is such a thing, where people know where their power is at, when it's going to come on, and so on and so forth. Misty, I've learned something in this one. People not as patient as they once used to be. I go back to that ice storm 78, and you've heard people talk about it. Power out for weeks and weeks at a time and so on and so forth. And people just, maybe social media's got something to do with it, wherever you yeah, want to go with that. I remember in the early 2000s, there was a great big snowstorm, and then ice came on top of it. Yes. And on the north end, we were without power for five days. I remember, and it was cold. Mm-hmm. So we slept in front of our gas fireplace, my husband, my daughter, and I, just to try to stay warm. So you're, And I never called City Water Light and Power and complained, or my alderman at the time and complained, because I just knew it was something they were dealing with. Right. The advantage to what we had with the derecho is there wasn't snow and ice where people could actually leave their homes and go to the store or charge their devices or whatever, because then we were even homebound. You couldn't get out of your house. So I I agree with you. People, um, we take advantage of having power and having it right at our fingertips. Um, I was saying at a press conference that people used to ask you crazy questions all along your life like what superpower would you get if you could have one and I figured out mine I want the finger that E.T. had because E.T. could touch things and make power come on them right so I would just wa- went to everybody's house so that was my superpower and get their power back for them but um, unfortunately with our weather pa- cha- weather patterns changing we can't say this would never happen again so again we need to learn from it be prepared for it Um, technology as you're talking about ami readers those are readers right now our meters do not speak to us when your reader goes out when your power goes out at your house we don't know unless you tell us Uh, we could upgrade that system so it's all 
speaking to each other as a smart meter and we would know immediately. Um, not that that would have brought anyone's power back on sooner, but it definitely would have told us sooner what we were dealing with. Because if you think about it, we were flooded with calls. That first night, over half of our customers lost power. And you're not prepared to take that many phone calls wow. at one time. So, was yeah. it half that lost power that first time? More than half. More than half. Where are we More at today half. as far as all power been restored? Or are there still little pockets? Well, I know we just, I answered my own question because probably on South Dirksen Parkway, it may be a while. We have 13 customers without power and they're all on that South Dirksen Parkway corridor. And most of some of those are businesses. Most yes. of them are businesses, yes. as a matter of fact. Uh, any idea? What are, what are the people telling? Are they work i know i drive by there and see them putting the new poles up and things like that yeah and we that's that project started immediately after right. the storm it just takes time there were over 15 down poles in a row there in addition to all the damage to the property and the lines and that so it just takes time to get all that back up and running um, our utility is telling me that the goal is to have that done but no later than mid this week hopefully um, that's what they're hoping so. there were tons of rumors one well they could they were running short they being city water light and power Ameren, whoever was running short of equipment, whether it be poles, transformers, or whatever. Is there any truth to that whatsoever? Were there plenty of supplies? Well, definitely we lost more poles than we had okay. set aside. Right. But that the storm hit on Thursday, and I was in my office on Saturday morning signing documents, ordering new poles. I mean, it we didn't miss a beat getting that done. So it wasn't that no one got power because there wasn't a pole. That's not the case at all. Uh, let's talk about informing the public. And again, I don't, I didn't follow it that close. Greg was there. Um, were there, were there briefings, were there press conferences every day starting on Friday or did that, uh, the three o'clock not start until the following Monday? Our first press conference was actually the night of the, the, uh, storm okay that thursday evening was our first press conference and we were in our emergency operations center and we did it via zoom because none of us were going to leave that particular okay. facility we were working through a lot of uh problems that were going on throughout the entire community we had two 911 dispatchers in that room we had a lot going on so um we did it f the first night via zoom on Friday, we pushed everything out through social media and email. On Saturday, we made a video and put it out on social media. And then on Sunday, we made another video. Um, the reason that was going on is most of our, a lot of our employees had no power. Um, so our AV team had no power. So we were working with what we had at the time to get it done. Um, is there a possible, I mean, and now this is what well, they should have done something live every day at three, like they did on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And but Greg even said, and and, and not necessarily your defense. But he said, Sam. He says, I feel sorry. He says, it, they're saying the same thing. He said, you know, they're giving us updates. He says, but I feel sorry for them because there's nothing new that they can tell right. us. And yet, I guess there's a point where people want to hear it from somebody live. I I know social media is the way but and I, this isn't me i know that people have expressed well sam i would have been live every day Th second guessing those things happen uh, how do you react to that so that saturday that i made the video uh -huh. live and talked to everybody live um i had not showered <laughs> if right. you see the video you can tell i hadn't done my hair my makeup because we were all hands on deck working trying to get power restored helping our police and our fire getting facilities set up for those who did not have charging stations food water so you have to also consider that there isn't a lot of spare time people are sitting around to 
go make videos which are fun or have press conferences so i was out talking to neighborhoods that saturday that we made that video and um one of our av members came out who had gotten power and recorded that video for me and we put it out that on sunday we did a lot of video footage of downed lines and areas so we could show people that we know what's going on right um and, and that we put that out so um in in response to that we were just and that Sunday, I worked and did multiple media interviews um, at the Plumbers and Steamfitters Hall. I was there working the food giveaway. So we did do live interviews on Sunday. I think the problem is people just weren't seeing everything. Misty, I'm going to blame the media, local media. And me and me and Tim Schweitzer talked about this. Um, we, local media, could have done a better job. There was a day, and it didn't go. Jim Leach was a competitor. But I guarantee you, had Jim Leach been still at MAY, he'd have been on the air. He'd have been on the air for 24 hours, whatever it took. Tim was saying that in 78, the ice storm, Bruce Bag worked three straight days, never left WTAX. And people like to hear that local voice. I know a lot of it's electronic and so on, but I told, me and Tim said, that won't happen again. And as far as I'm concerned, I'll donate my time, whatever. Gotcha. We need to have well, You didn't a have local social media in 1978 either. No, but, sure. but, but they still want that local voice. They still want to turn that radio on if they can and listen. And while you're calling people, calling yourself, updates and so on and so forth. I think television, radio, and newspaper, and especially, that's what we're about, AM radio. I mm-hmm. feel strongly about that. And we will shoulder responsibility uh, all three AM stations, all three. And I know why, folks. They don't have staffs. Poor Greg Hallbleib gets there at 4 in the morning and to ask him to stay to 4 in the afternoon. Or no, they don't have staffs to do it like they once did, whether it be the SJR or so on and so forth. All right, let's change the subject. What else is on your mind? What's, what's, what's hot on the agenda? So we need everybody to know that the BOS Center Shelter is closing okay. today. So we do want to get that word out. Um, if, if for some reason you find that you need uh, water or to cool off or um, to charge your phones, which everybody should have power unless they've um, have somebody working on their home and taking it down for that area or whatever. Right. But um, our normal cooling centers are go back into effect because that shelter is closing at noon today. Okay. And um, I do want to give a big shout out to the American Red Cross. They were amazing to work with. And then the local YMCA, our, our community needs to hear what the YMCA has done. So uh, the storms hit Thursday, Friday morning, uh, it was set up that the YMCA would allow people to come in there immediately, charge phones, cool off. And they opened up on 4th of July so that we could have that done as well. Tell me um, tell me that nobody complained, no neighbors, no people complained to the linemen, uh, City Water Light and Power folks, Public Works folks, when they'd show up and try to correct situations. Tell me that people didn't come out and criticize. I can't say that. Um, we didn't tell the crews if you're getting curse words at you, just pack up and leave. Don't stay because um, we can't have that. But there were people who took out their frustration on the crews trying to restore their power. Not a lot, just a few. Um, my, I got a few emails throughout the week of people just complimenting our crews that came out. Oh my there was gosh, a, they were fantastic. a woman who was happy because she didn't, she wasn't aware because she had an electric garage door. 
she wasn't aware that there was a cord you could pull in the garage door to make it manual and one mm. of our crews taught her that um, and she was very thankful for just that education so there's a lot of education pieces here we could teach each other as a community too and and I just kept asking be a good neighbor check on your neighbors and help each other so. thanks for coming out for the update absolutely. I know it's a very busy schedule I thank you for finding time for us anytime absolutely anytime you know and happy belated yeah sorry the derecho took over your birthday a little bit uh yeah but I still have that beautiful Sammy Proclamation. Day. Proclamation. We had Sam Madonia Day in Springfield. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.